Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. What are they made of? Cured edible green leaves, food-grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical-grade nicotine. No tobacco leaf or stem. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco and want to join the Black Buffalo herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online and they ship directly to most states. Or check out their store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. You know our trusted partner TireRack.com for their fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer rated Toyo Open Country AT3. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. We call this a little football Friday. What is going on, my people? Back at it again. On a football Friday. I can say that with a smile on my face, with a little pep in my step, and uh, football all over the place because I I open social media, I turn on the television. Actually, I got the television on the Giants. I actually just took two or three from the Dodgers. But football is everywhere. Every team in the league is back. Hell, some guys are dropping like flies. Dak Prescott practiced for a week. He's already injured. So we are going to dive into a lot of different things that have happened over the last couple days. Uh, from Michael Thomas pulling a Shaquille O'Neal. Uh, if I'm going to get hurt on uh, company time, I'm going to rehab on company time. And as someone who loves the summer, you know, I, I somewhat get it. But uh, obviously Aaron Rodgers gave a hell of a press conference. Woke up this morning. It's weird. Historically, I was always a great sleep-in guy. I mean, in my prime, like high school and college, could sleep into like 11. In my 30s, and definitely it's probably been the last three or four years, I really struggled to sleep in past like 
I mean, I just lay there sometimes in bed and I'm not bragging. Like I'm not some uh, early bird gets the worm. It's just naturally, I can't sleep. It's crazy. And I'm just laying there this morning, open my phone, Brian Gudikins is talking. So I'm like, I'll check this out. So we'll obviously I have some thoughts on the Packers uh, and we'll just kind of go around what other stuff that's going on. I think I might go to 49er practice on Saturday. I'm definitely going to go to a bunch of practices next week with the pads come on. As Bill Belichick, I saw so eloquently put it, you can't get better at football without playing football. And this is a weird time because all you don't practice that much. No double days, like three days. I know the Niners, and I think a lot of teams are like this. I saw the Cowboys, somewhat similar schedule, like two days on or three days on, one day off. Four straight practices is like unheard of. I mean, that's pretty crazy. Hell, Davis High football back in the day, the teams that I were on in high school, I swear to God, we had three straight weeks of double days. Even when I got to Fresno State, probably in 08, I, I'm pretty sure we had two straight weeks of double days. Those days are gone. Um, Middlecoff mailbag, fire in the DMs. Easy to do. Just fire in those DMs. Leave a little note. Get your uh, question read on the show. Uh, if you listen on Colin's feed, I appreciate it. If you like the show, that's awesome. Also, subscribe to my feed. That's just where you can listen on it uh, to the show. Helps with the selling of the podcast. Three and out with me. And if you could, if you could, leave a review. If you like the show, five stars. If you don't, we got some people that, you know, talk some shit on there as well. But I'm a, I'm a positive thinker, so leave something positive. Let's, uh, let's get going. We have some finality. And listen, like many of you, I became exhausted with the Aaron Rodgers story conversation. But the reality is, even, you know, I, I try not to just do clickbaity things. I try to do things that I get excited about, that I think people are excited about. He was the reigning MVP. And I do think there was a lot of validity between or behind kind of what was being going on, what was being reported. It was hard to tell what was real and what wasn't. But I think it was clear from early on in the story breaking around the draft is something was there. Something was there. Right. So I listen, I got exhausted talking about the story because we didn't truly know, but I don't think it was arguable even before Aaron talked and showed back up and then Gudikins talked that they had a fucking issue. Whether you're a Packer fan, whether you're a Bengal fan, I think we can all agree to that. And it goes back to Jordan Love. Now, was he ever going to retire, host Jeopardy? Maybe some of it jumped the shark, but there was something there. Now we know. Like there was no arguing. I got into an argument with a YouTube commenter the other day, like, Middle cop, this is below you. Why do you keep talking about it? Because he's the reigning MVP and he's Aaron Rodgers. And he hates the GM. And now we know, like, shit happened. It's not even arguable anymore. What happened? He felt disrespected. And two things, and I watched the entire Aaron Rodgers press conference, stand out to me. Number one, as someone in the league texted me the other day, he's like, Aaron Rodgers is one of the smartest players in the league. He's like a 39 test score. He's a Cal intellect. We, we all would agree, me talking, you listening, Aaron Rodgers is a very, very intelligent guy. And my buddy in the league, who's spent a lot of time scouting him over the years, said most of the rooms he steps in, he's going to be the smartest guy in the room. And when he steps in a room with Gudikins, he's smarter than Gudikins. And listen, I've said this over and over. When you're a scout, they teach you how to do certain things, and you learn depending on the organization, right? evaluate players, rank players, figure out character stuff with players. It's all based on scouting. Do you know what they do not teach you in 
scouting school, which is just working for a team, just like they don't teach you this at Wells Fargo or Google, to have people skills. Because let's face it, you either got people skills or you don't. You either know how to handle relationships or you don't. Developing, cultivating relationships are difficult. And listen, we all don't have the same skills. It's why some people are great salespeople, other people are great coders. Some people can build a bridge, other people can be an entrepreneur and fucking build a company from scratch. We all do different things well and poorly. It's just, it's just a simple fact of life. So I don't know Brian Gudikins at all. Never met the guy. I just know a couple people that have spent some time around him and they're just like, yeah, he's fine. But I don't view Brian Gudikins just from watching him speak and I don't try to take too much of a press conference, but I don't view him as Mr. Dynamic, like the next Pat Riley, right? That's Billy Bean. Like I don't know if he's got that in the bag. And here's a simple reality after watching Aaron Rodgers talk. Brian Gudikins has one role the rest of this year, not to rank the best practice squad players, not to know the best offensive lineman, which something he probably can pretty consistently do. He's learned at one of the better scouting operations in the league for the past several decades, led by Ron Wolf to Ted Thompson. They produce high-level scouts. They know what a good and a bad football player is. I will not argue that about people that come out of the Packer organization, specifically Brian Gudikins. But what I don't know, and what I would probably bet against, is the guy a relationship guy? Can the guy cultivate and create something that clearly is pretty shattered? And he has six months to do it. Because I think it's pretty fair to say, Aaron Rodgers is going to be good. Why? Because Aaron Rodgers typically is good. One. Two, the offense is tailor-made for him. And three, he kind of got his mojo back last year as he threw 48 touchdowns, was the MVP, and was the best player in the league. As my same buddy that I was texting with about Gudikins told me, I said, you've been in the league, you've been in the league like, I think, 13 years, 12, 13 years. So of all the players you've ever just scouted and written a report on, how many guys have you written, just as an individual season, did you say that's a better player than what you witnessed last year from Aaron Rodgers? He's like, honestly, like Khalil Mack, 2015, Julio Jones, like 16, would be on like the short list. But yeah, I mean, Aaron Rodgers in the past decade, last season, is about as good as you humanly possibly can play. Now, he's been at that level, maybe not quite that level, because his offense, for a guy like him, is a cheat code. We've talked about it all the time. You can go to the Super Bowl with guys like Jared Goff and Jimmy Garoppolo. You can have Matt Ryan win an MVP. You get a guy as talented as Aaron Rodgers? Fuck! I mean, it ain't a fair fight. You're going to with a bazooka... And the other team might be good. They got like machetes. Even if you got a machete, if I got a bazooka or a machine gun or an Uzi, you're dying. I'm winning. And that's what happened last year with Aaron Rodgers. And now he's clearly up in his feelings and rightfully so. Because one thing that he said, which is correct, we all should be treated equally. Like we love talking about equality and that should be pushed in society. In the private sector, in business, that ain't the way it works. You know who usually gets the most money? The person that generates the most cash. You know who usually gets paid the most? The best. That's the way sports work. That's the way most businesses work. So Aaron Rodgers should get treated differently. Now, one thing, and and listen, Gudikins has one role this fall. Fix that relationship. Can he do it? I would bet against it. But if he can, he's got a good thing going. The best player in the history of the franchise wants his ass kissed a little bit, wants to be involved, figure it out. Would Pat Riley figure it out? 
Bob Myers, when he landed Kevin Durant, he's pretty good at that. Guys, now again, these guys have great people skills. You just, you either have people skills or you don't. I would say Gudikins and really Packer guys in general, Ted, that was something he struggled with a little bit. Like, I don't know if they got that in the bag. I don't know if that's really their thing. When Richard Sherman got arrested a couple weeks ago and got in trouble up in Seattle, he's not even on the 49ers anymore. John Lynch was all over it reaching out. What can I do to help? Now, John Lynch, again, just he's got people skills. Why? Because John Lynch has people skills probably since he was 10 years old. You either got him or you don't. Jerry Jones got people skills. You think Jerry Jones would figure this problem out? Of course he would. I don't, I don't know. I, I just, I would probably bet against it. And one thing that Aaron said that I'm going to have to red flag, and listen, a GM's role and anyone that builds a team's role, and that includes a coach, you have to take the emotion out of it. It's something Colin Coward has been saying since I've been listening for a decade and a half. Take the emotion out of it. When you're dealing with a child, when you're dealing with a parent, when you're dealing with a significant other, it's understandable, right? You're going to be very emotional. When, when you're dealing in business, you got to be able to take a deep breath. Been, in the, been looking around for real estate. You know, I'm just taking a deep breath. I am not going to overpay. I'm going to make a good deal. I'll be patient. I'm okay with it. I'm not, I tell my mom this all the time, a home, a condo, a car, that means fucking nothing to me. I look at them like widgets. Now, my children, my, my mother, my brother, they mean a lot to me. But I, but when it comes to even my podcast, I take a lot of pride in my podcast, but it's like, it just, this is a business. Like I just write out my stuff and then I start talking. Like it's just, it's just a transaction, right? And you have to be very transactional as a general manager. And in football, more than most of these other sports that guys like in basketball, even in basketball, like I saw it with Andre Iguodala, you know, once he hit like 35, 36, he starts slipping. In football, sometimes guys start slipping at like 28, 29 years old. Todd Gurley, as of recording this podcast, doesn't have a team. Todd Gurley is 26 years old. So you have to be, and listen, I was around Howie Roseman. I was around Andy Reid. Both those guys have a Super Bowl. It's a hard balance. And I think both of those guys, and Andy's the master at it. And I think Howie, ever since I haven't been around him, once he got back with Doug, like his relationships with the players... He's a very good at relationships. And it's a it's a fine line because you're ultimately going to move on from basically every player. You, you just are. Because you have to. It's This is not the New York Yankees. You don't have an unlimited budget. Well, it's easy for a GM or a coach to take some... It's easier for a GM than a coach. It's Sometimes it's hard, especially position coaches. They get very, very attached. The head coach, they have to balance it. The general manager really is on the unemotional side. What was Billy Bean and Moneyball's whole thing? Like, he doesn't even come around the team. He watches it from, like, uh, you know, the weight room. He doesn't want to get too close. And Aaron's big thing is, like, I'm in the trenches with these guys, just like any player would be. And I can tell you, this guy's slipping or this guy's not. I would push back. I'd go, Aaron, you look at them less from a business standpoint, more like family. When you talk about Jordy Nelson or Charles Woodson, you experience the highest of highs with these guys, it's going to be hard for you to be objective. That's just human. I don't even blame you. They just brought back Randall Cobb. Like, let's face it, that's not being objective. That's not an objective move. 
If we wanted to make the right move, could we find a similar Randall Cobb on another team for a quarter of the price? Like, Tom Brady did not bring the entire gang with him to Tampa. He just brought Rob Gronkowski, who still can block, has a specific role, and had taken a year off, and it didn't cost any money. Tom Brady, like, I, I, I just think I get where Aaron's coming from because he goes, we should have kept all these guys. And, and one of the reporters was like, well, Aaron, if they had listened to all your decisions, you would have missed on a lot. And he came back, well, it's different. If I would have been thrown to Jordy, if I would have been thrown to Randall Cobb, they still would have been good. Like, I don't know. I saw Jordy Nelson when he came to the Raiders. Like, it was over. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like, it's that's the shitty part about football. Great players. And I, I watched Jordy Nelson in his prime. Jordy Nelson was a badass. But when he, some, you just, every player hits that line. It's, I saw it with Peyton Manning. I was doing the Raiders post game. I saw Peyton Manning every year of those sweet years. Live. For like four straight years that he was on the Broncos. That last year, I remember going to a game in Oakland. Threw multiple picks. Charles Woodson never picked him off. Threw two picks of Charles. Because he just threw the ball. It had zero zip on it. It was just, it was done. It was over. That happens in the NFL probably harder and more distinct of a cliff than any of the major team sports. And I think that part would be very difficult. Now, if he sees a practice squad guy like this guy can help us, yeah, you should listen to that. But when it comes to making decisions on older players, it is very much like you would make a decision in Wall Street or in just a private sector. It has to be very unemotional because nobody, you think Belichick wanted to like, Welker's a bad example he wanted to get. Or trade Logan Mankins. Wanted to just get rid of Vince Wilfork. Like, even Belichick. If you were having beers with him, he did it because it's the right football move. You, I remember when he traded Logan Mankins to Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and he came out with a statement and said he was the best offensive lineman he ever coached. He wasn't lying. He would love Logan to stay as a Pro Bowl guy for, for 20 years, but that's not the, the way the world works. Bill Walsh, who's, you know, who created this, right? Sell sell early instead of like holding on too late. He got rid of them all. You think Bill Walsh was like, I just want to get rid of Ronnie Lott. Just get out of here, Joe Montana. No, but that's part of the business. And it's a difficult part of the business. And it's a reason why on, on that element and that angle, you can't really ask the players because they're always 100% of the time on any good heart and soul of a team, even if it's, it's over the hill, He's not going to want to get rid of them. So I'm going to side with Gudikins and just the Packers overall in that element of the organization. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, That grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn isn't just a job board. They help you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Did you know 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites? LinkedIn's the only one I use. 
On LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Hire professionals like a professional on LinkedIn. LinkedIn is constantly finding ways to make the process easier. They even just launched a feature that helps you write job descriptions, making the process even easier and quicker. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash J-O-H-N. That's linkedin.com slash J-O-H-N to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based, live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. In just a few taps in the Angie app or clicks on the site. You can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. Renters, you can use Angie too for moving, installations, or cleaning. Angie can even help with extremely specific projects. Just tell them what you need, and Angie will find the right solution for you. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com, or download the app today. We have uh, some interesting things going on down in the French Quarter, or as they call it, New Orleans. I used to say it, New Orleans, and some a bunch of people DM me within the last maybe two years, like, you're saying it wrong, New Orleans. Sean Payton and the Saints are not happy with their star wide receiver. And let's face it, it's been weird now for a couple years. Last year, disaster. I think they suspended him for a game. Clearly, they were not seeing eye to eye. This year, he pulled a Shaquille O'Neal. If I get hurt on company time... I'm rehabbing on company time. Sean Payton, in a heated comment after a practice, talking to the media, said, we are not happy with... I mean, I'm just giving my uh, cliff note version of what he said. We're not happy. He could have got this surgery, you know, a lot earlier in the offseason. And clearly he waited to the last minute, and now he's going to miss substantial time during the season. And for a several-year period of time, Michael Thomas was... 17, I mean, basically for four straight years, 92 catches, 100 catches, 125 catches, 149 catches. An absolute dominant ass kicker. Then in 2020, he had 40 catches and no touchdowns. And this year, it's off to a rocky start. And it got me thinking, listen, drafting is difficult. It is, in all the billion dollar businesses, 
Like ultimately, if you and I run a bank, we can figure out on numbers and precedent and history probably what we should acquire and what we shouldn't acquire. Who we should give a loan to, who we shouldn't give a loan to. It's all on paper. In the draft, you're acquiring multi-million dollar assets that are human beings, that change, that are young, that mature, that aren't mature. You are factoring in talented individuals who are all over the map. Some work harder than others. Some don't need to work hard because they have so much God-given talent. Some guys mature late. Some guys are overachievers. Like we all know, you think about every human you know. Most humans are completely wired different. Hell, you buy two dogs, both dogs usually are opposites. It's no different from people. And the draft, while drafting good players is a skill, there's also an element of luck. Because if it was purely a skill, then certain GMs would never miss. And even the best GMs miss on players consistently. So the New Orleans Saints, when they drafted this guy in the second round, it was impressive. But also, let's face it, an element of luck. One, when I'm drafting a guy in the second round, and I'm a good team like the Saints, happened to, you know, Devontae Adams too, there's an element of luck. The guy falls to me, falls in the round, right? If you are not drafting first, every pick, you know, separate from that backwards, you need things to fall to you. Because if that guy that you want goes, then you got to pick someone else. So listen, if we acknowledge that drafting is skill combined with luck, a combination of the two, and I would think that Belichick to Ozzie Newsome to Jerry Jones to John Schneider to every freaking GM in the league would admit that. Maybe not publicly, but probably publicly. Signing a player to a big contract is not luck. You know what you're doing, right? Especially a free agent, there's an element of luck when you're plugging and playing him, even though there shouldn't be. Because in pro sports, when I sign a free agent, he has given me four years, five years, eight years, depending on his age, a body of work. He has shown me his skill. So if I can't use that skill that I'm paying for correctly, that's on me, not the player. And that consistently happens in free agency. If you overpay for a home, if you pay $5 million in this crazy market for a $2 million home and the economy goes sideways... You can't be pissed off when that home's back to being worth 1.8. That's on you, right? Now, if you're super rich to buy a $5 million home, it might not matter. But if you purchase, right, and sign a free agent, and he's a defensive end, and then you ask him to play defensive tackle, and he sucks, that's on you. But when you extend your own players, no one knows those guys better than you. Think about growing up. Think about you guys that are married and that have children. You know your wife. Your parents, your brothers and sisters, your children, pretty freaking well. Why? Because you spend a lot of time around them. Well, you spend, there there is not a person as a football coach than you spend more time around than a guy you draft and then goes on to play for you. And Sean Payton, who is the offensive coordinator, spent four solid years, I guess it was three years, around Michael Thomas. So they knew the guy. They felt they were comfortable with the guy. So unless he completely hoodwinked them and now is just kind of giving up on them, they signed the wrong guy. They should not have extended him. And you could say, John, they had no choice. He was a star player. Sometimes you just got to write it out. You have a franchise mechanism. What is he going to do? Sit out? Because right now they have a disaster on their hands. They signed him to a $100 million contract. They gave him $61 million guaranteed. Listen, 
the the pace that he was on, what's he going to go from 149 catches to 180 catches? That was unsustainable. But they were banking on a guy that was consistently going to be around 100 plus catches, seven eight plus, you know, seven and ten touchdowns. And now it feels like his career's trending in the wrong way. And then his trade value. If I was a team that needed a wide receiver, two two three years ago, he's one of the best players in the league. Now it's like, well, Sean, you hated him last year. You suspended him. You guys were at odds. Now he's screwing you over with his rehab, which doesn't just reflect your team. It reflects like his overall mindset as a player. I honestly, he's kind of toxic now. And given how much money he makes, like he has no value. And, and he's hurt, obviously. He's not even tradable. Unless you, you're you not going to give him away for like a sixth or seventh round pick. You have to, when you sign your own guys, you better know. Because the moment, now listen. Guys start declining physically, that happens. But when guys' mindset are like, yeah, I'm going to get a surgery right before camp. So basically, I won't be available at minimum the first half of the year. Where if I would have got this surgery right after OTAs, I might have been healthy at least for week two or three. Do you think, uh, would Devontae Adams have done that? Would Keenan Allen have done that? Would Julio Jones have done that? No. The answer is no. So I can no longer, I, I don't take this guy seriously. And listen, I was someone, I didn't know that much about him coming out of Ohio State, besides once he hit the scene, he's, his Twitter handle was Can't Guard Mike. It's like, God, this guy is sweet. And he was only running like slants and outs. And he was unstoppable. And now it's like, ugh, I wouldn't want that guy. What a pain in the ass. Can't get along with Sean Payton? In an offense tailor-made to, for you to dominate? You're, doing, you're pulling this crap? Like, Shaq pulled that like a decade into his career. Had, you know, a couple Super Bowl rings. Or, I mean, not Super Bowl rings, but... Uh, finals MVPs and NBA and championship rings. They give rings to in the NBA. But like, damn, I, I think the, the Saints learned a hard lesson. You sign the wrong guy to that type money, problemo. You know, it's funny with uh, practice starting and all the teams going back up. I was like, you know, I'm going to go to some 49er practices, but I don't go to the practices. I'm not a beat reporter or anything. I just go... Really to bullshit, watch a little, gives me some content. Uh, you know, maybe talk to some important people, try to get them on the podcast, that type of thing. But I don't go till the pads come on. So usually if practice starts, you know, on Wednesday, pads are on by like Friday. And I text a couple people that, you know, like beat writers for the Niners and a couple people that work for the Niners. I'm like, when do pads come on? And I got a bunch of texts back. They don't come on till Monday. And I started thinking... We live in a completely different world than football has always been when it comes to the NFL. And it's funny as I was texting with someone who's a high-up executive for a team, and he worked for Belichick uh, on several Super Bowl years. And I said, do you know what's crazy about just 2021? You guys really don't, and every team's the same, have that many practices in pads before week one. You get these couple weeks, and if you're not in the Hall of Fame game, once you get to preseason games, if a preseason game's on a Saturday, well, I'm not practicing in pads on Friday or Sunday. So basically that week is like Monday, Tuesday, ease into Wednesday, and by Thursday we're walking through. Friday's nothing. Saturday we're playing. Sunday's a recovery day. And he's like, do you know what's funny? Mike Vrabel, because I was like, God, Belichick, this has to drive him nuts. Now, he adapts, but his quote, 
The only way to get better at football is playing football is true. And we've never played less football. Now, we played more actual games, right? 17 games. But a huge part of the sport is practice. And in the history of the sport in the 70s, the 80s, the 90s, even the 2000s, we have way more injuries now than ever. And he's like, you know what's funny? I'm like, Belichick practices in like 04 probably looks a little different. He's like, yeah, Mike Vrabel used to call them the Junction Boys. You're talking about Bear Bryant in Alabama back when he wouldn't give him water and month of double days. But practice used to be really, really hard. Practice now is kind of a joke, which again, I, it doesn't matter to me one way or the other. And it's clearly better, easier on the player in August. But at the rate of the injuries, there has to be something. I'm not a doctor, but there is a reason these fighters, when you get ready for a fight, they spar constantly to harden their body, to be able to take the shots. Forever in the 80s and the 90s, obviously the game was really violent and we've changed for hopefully the better to keep player quarterbacks healthy. But in terms of guys, we get ACL and Achilles injuries happening nonstop because back then you would have full team scrimmages during the season. So you were used to, I don't know, tackling, <laughs> breaking a tackle, blocking, hitting people. Nowadays, for, especially for a star player, you know, practice hit or miss, right? I, they limit my reps. And then I don't really play in the preseason at all. In week one starts, and if I'm a wide receiver, I just got Jalen Ramsey across from me. Or I'm a star center or a guard, and we're playing the Rams. I got Aaron Donald or Fletcher Cox in front of me. It's fucking full go, 90 miles an hour, pedal to the metal. I do think if we look back when there were less injuries and the game was quote-unquote more violent, guys were much more prepared for games. I think intellectually now guys are prepared, right? More meetings than ever. The game more offensively driven. Uh, Schematically, it's much more diverse probably than it's ever been. But you can't tell me physically. Now, and I'd argue guys are physically bigger, stronger, faster now. It's just the evolution of humans and training. That's not debatable. So they're actually faster and stronger probably than they've ever been. But they're less prepared to just do what you have to do to play football. Like Bill said, you get better playing football by playing football. And I, I there's not really, I don't really have like an end game to this. There's no solution. Because I've said it all along. The NFL owners have consistently won the arguments with the players because they have always given them, okay, you guys want a day off? Yeah, two days off a week. No padded practices, uh, back-to-back days. Cool. No double days. No more. No guaranteed money, though, for us. And they have always 100% fought for the money. And it's why the owners have never made more money. I was talking to a guy uh, in the mortgage business today. He was you know, giving me his take on the upcoming, uh, just the housing market and why we might be in for a little slowdown. That little forbearance period where you couldn't kick out uh, you know, the renter. And he was covered in states like California and Arizona by the federal government. That ends August 1. And a lot of owners that are going to sell their homes have not put their homes in the market. So there have been a limited number of supplies of homes that drives up the market. And obviously the rates are down. So it's been this confluence, perfect storm. It's different than 08, 09, but it does make some sense. It's it just, I don't think what we're going to see what happened, you know, 12 years ago, but 
there is a curveball, and it's called the corona forbearance. And just corona in general. We just got a lot of things happening right now that are a little out of whack. I, I noticed, like, I, I went to my CVS. Have you noticed the supply chain in America? I'm not trying to get off on a tangent here. Supply chain's all messed up. Some stores just have empty shelves. I know someone that needs a new oven for their house. They, they tried to get it fixed. They couldn't get it fixed with the parts. They ordered, looked to get a new oven. One, it was like two grand more than it was a year ago. And they're like six months behind. So you couldn't even get one for six months. That's not normal. So it's just, I don't Weird things are going on. Keep an eye. Keep your head on a swivel right now. Cars, you, you want to get a new like Escalade that used to be 75 grand. It's 100 grand right now. My mom has a Mercedes. They call her all the time, try to buy that bad boy back from her. It's like two years old. But back to training camp, <laughs> that uh, I, I just, you know, I, I don't think we can be shocked. Why are they, all these guys getting injured? Because we don't really practice football anymore. And the only way to practice football is literally in pads. That's how you improve. We know that in shorts and a t-shirt, it's just not the same thing. Hell, even in pads, if you can't sack the quarterback is not, or even hit a guy to the ground, it's not true football, but at least it's close. We just don't do that anymore. I saw a clip today of C.D. Lamb, who, by the way, no player since training camp has started has more holy moly tweets than C.D. Lamb highlights. <laughs> he looks awesome. I, I think in like 10 years, C.D. Lamb might be one of the best players from that draft. But like the practice, like they're like tapping it on his ass. That's a tackle. That's not when you play, you know, um, whoever they open up with, you play the Giants like you got to tackle Saquon in Galladay. So you can be like, you know, the Cowboys, Mike Nolan. And trust me, I was someone pounding the table. You cannot hire Mike Nolan. He doesn't know what he's doing. But part of it is like your middle linebacker, your starting safety. He's not really making an open field tackle in training camp because you're not tackling anyone to the ground. You're just touching them. Well, in, in real football, you actually got to bring them to the ground. And then because you're scared of injuries, you don't even play your starters in the preseason games. So maybe part of the reason these injuries have happened and some of the poor defensive plays have happened we don't really practice defense anymore. One job you get when you first get hired in the NFL in a scouting department is training camp is just an eye-opening experience because you are covering the entire league and keeping tabs on the entire NFL. So you go to training camp, you take your four or five pro scouts and your GM or your assistant GM, your GM's kind of doing other stuff. And you basically divvy up the entire league of one, you're like your main pro scouts, your, your couple high-end guys, they cover the teams you're going to play. So like your divisional opponents, your teams early in the season, and then some of your younger guys just cover the rest of the league. And when I say cover, you get a printout of every story written on that team every day. You also, I mean, we use Roto World, and I still use it to this day. You are in charge of following Roto World and inputting injuries for every team that you're supposed to follow. And actually, when you're the young guy, they highlight all that information and give it to you. Now, with technology, you know, seven, eight years later, they maybe they email it to you, maybe they input it, I don't know. But basically, your entire scouting department, every single team in the league does this, monitors the entire league. So every day, and once practices start, guys start getting hurt. And every team has several guys getting hurt as well as now with COVID protocols, guys getting corona, and guys coming into the season on PUP. You have to keep track of it all. My first year in the NFL was 
I thought training camp was overwhelming. It was intense. There was a lot of stuff going on, a lot of information flying, and you got to take care of your own team. You usually got to pick guys up at the airport. I had to like chart special teams at practice. It was wild. There was a lot of moving parts at training camp. And one thing you see is injuries, you, you just kind of keep track of injuries. And I've done it ever since. Just You can just feel injuries, right? You, you see something and you just remember it. And there is nothing like, and I, I've been lucky, and maybe some people listening, if you're a season ticket holder for whatever your team is, maybe you've gone to a training camp practice. And obviously, if you've gone to a game, it can happen. But in a game, like you know a guy can have a serious injury. And the car comes out, it sucks. But it's, it's part of the sport. And at least it's the game. Like, the guy made it to the game. I think the worst thing in all of football is when a cart has to come out for a player in practice. And it's obviously, you never want it to be a star player, but I think it doesn't matter. Even if it's a guy that's not going to make the team, it stops practice when there's a major injury. And that's the worst. You know right away, a blown out knee, a blown out arm, whatever, right? Guy carted off, you're like, that's probably pretty bad. But I, and listen, so have you, like, I, I kind of take every injury serious. And I know every team loves to kind of leak out or put out, this injury's minor, this is not a big deal. I don't know. Because little injuries, especially with older players, but same with younger players, can linger. Like J.J. Watt pulls a hamstring or tweaks a hamstring, running gassers to check his conditioning when he got there. You'd be like, ah, what's the big deal, John? Well, I don't know. The guy's always hurt. And now he tweaks a hammy in conditioning drills? Like, he's just going to stay healthy? I don't know. Dak Prescott, while he gets, you know, throwing, shoulder, tightness, whatever, going to miss a couple weeks. Like, you can tell me that's minor. I'm sorry. I I can't take that as minor. He had a major injury last year, so he probably didn't throw for a long period of time. Then the Cowboys get to training camp before everyone else gets to training camp. He's probably throwing a ton. In fairness, he's trying to show everyone, like, I'm worth $40 million a year. And now his shoulder hurts. Now, it might be nothing. But is that something that could linger all season long? Or at least early in the season? Potentially. You know, all these guys on pop. Like, what is the injury? And I know, like, luckily, knowing people in the league, sometimes you'll be like, what's up with so-and-so on your team? They're like, yeah, it ain't good. <laughs> you know, but they'll be telling the media, no big deal. He should be back for week one. He ain't coming back for week one. So, listen, I take the strategy when it comes to injuries. As someone who started as making his living in the NFL as typing them into the system, knowing that these things linger. And obviously an ACL, an Achilles, you know, a torn pec. Like there are certain injuries we know are game changers. But I take hamstrings seriously. Because you know what happens with hamstrings? It's like, okay, the guy's full go. And then he has a couple weeks. And then week four, he pulls it again. Or the, or the soreness or the tendonitis or the knee swelling comes back. I saw Javon Kinlaw, the dude the Niners drafted 14th last year. Got knee swelling flying. I'm like, that ain't nothing. So to me, any guy that has any lingering injury, now some of them do go away and some of them are fully healthy. But with older players, it's just something whenever you see your coach, because of course it's a minor deal, no big issue. We're just being precautionary. How often does that turn into, yeah, we know it's been a week, but he's going to be okay. These are Ferraris, right? All these guys in the league, the high-end guys, are Ferraris. I've never owned a Ferrari. But from what I've read, I actually don't even know anyone that's owned a Ferrari. But I would imagine 
If you ding the Ferrari on the way into the garage and you need to take that bad boy into the body shop, it ain't costing you $300, right? If you have like a shitty car, you don't even care. But that Ferrari, a little ding, is costing you a lot. That's why high-end cars like your oil change cost you a couple grand. So these guys, like it's someone, maybe I'll get to the DM, had asked me a question about like, you know, with mental stuff coming up and Simone Biles, did I, did I ever experience that in the NFL? And I I didn't, but I wasn't really paying attention to that stuff. I bet a lot of coaches have guys that, you know, can just handle stuff, compartmentalize stuff better than others. I do think one thing, though, that mentally some guys can clearly handle better than others, and we're all different, right? I, I stub my toe, I'm probably saying three F words. You know, uh... Fletcher Cox stubs his toe, he might not even notice. We all have different pain tolerances. And one thing that separates guys in the league is some guys are just better at playing through injuries and pain. And some guys can't play through pain, right? It's it's definitely hard historically for like speed wide receivers or speed corners. You know, they can they can play through that. I remember a couple years ago, it was actually probably five or six when I lived in my other place before I moved where I'm talking right now. One day after a radio show, I was like, maybe just going to work out and I was walking barefoot and I stubbed my toe, but it was more than a stub toe. I felt like I shattered it and it was in so much pain. And for like a week, I limped around and I eventually went to my doctor who was the doctor for all the professional teams around here, at least in the East Bay at the time, the Raiders, the Warriors and the Ace. And I was in so much pain pain. And I'm like, doc, and we took an x-ray and it was broken. I had broken a bone. I'm like, what do I got to do? How, how do we fix this? He's like, you know, you just, just takes time. It'll heal on its own. And then we were bullshitting. I was like, uh, doc, if I was the right guard for the Raiders, I don't know if I could play this week. And he laughed at me play this week. He's like, those guys play all season with like broken toes. You know, but that's not even a major injury. And you just realize, like, man, now, I mean, you know, probably get a shot up. But still, you can just take that bad boy up and start rocking and rolling. You ever played pickup basketball and caught a ball on a pass where it doesn't hit your hand, it hits the top of your finger, and it jams your finger, and it feels like you break, you shatter your finger? Well, it happens all the time in the NBA, and they just retape it up, and they keep going. And that's why when I see all these injuries, all these guys on pop, you just... You have to be cautiously nervous. Cautiously, I don't even, I wouldn't even say optimistic. I'd say there's just an unknown. You have no clue. Because we see year in and year out a guy that's like, oh, this guy's going to be, should be back by middle of training camp. Then all of a sudden it's middle of September. It's like, you know, we're just going to put him on pop after six games. Little things can turn into big things really fast. And older players with injury histories, that's another thing that I really perk up with. So anytime an older player, you could be a little injury, it's something I'm keeping an eye on. Now, I'm not trying to act like Dak Prescott's season's over, but we can't act like it's nothing. I'm not saying it's something, but it's definitely not nothing. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. 
Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based, live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. With just a few taps on the app, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. It's your one-stop shop. Angie can help you find the best price for your project by comparing quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. They get the difficulties that can come with home projects. They get it. Why not make it as simple as possible? Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com or download the app today. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of general tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you, or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their general tire, test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Okay, let's get to the Middlecoff mailbag. At John Middlecoff is the Instagram handle. Let's rock and roll, baby. I love the pod from uh, Nick. Nick E. What do you hear around the league about Gudikins? Seems crazy that he would not at least talk to Rodgers about some personnel decisions. I can see wanting to keep some degree of separation... Is it possible a floor talks to Rodgers and knows what he wants and then reiterates to the GM? Or have they literally taken zero input from the quarterback on these things? Hope the golf game is going well. Let's get around next time you're in Maui. Shit, I'd come to Maui tomorrow. I love Maui. I think it's pretty sad. I don't think they ask him anything. I think Gudikins came up under Ted Thompson and they, like most organizations, you don't ask your players anything. This is not the National Basketball Association. You don't ask players anything. You think Belichick asked Tom Brady anything? No. 
So Aaron Rodgers, who literally they shorted, let's face it, they shorted like a stock. And in fairness to the organization, 18, he looked off, right? That was McCarthy's last year when he wasn't playing well. And then in 19, in the new offense, now granted it was the first year of the offense, he wasn't great. And they drafted Jordan Love, and it backfired. Aaron Rodgers shot to the moon, won the MVP. And then it was too late, like Gudikins. What I don't understand, and I text someone in this in the, in the NFL yesterday, and I said, because he texted me, he's like, did you watch the Aaron Rodgers press conference? Because he thought it was incredible. I'm like, yeah, I did. He was pretty impressive. And Aaron's smart, so you're going to watch the press conference. Again, anyone who gets to speak, if I get to speak, if you get to speak, if you get in a huge fight with your wife, right, over whatever, and let's say you're half wrong and she's half wrong. If I brought you into my office and I gave you a microphone and I said, tell me everything that happened, I'm going to get your perspective. And your perspective is going to be your side. And the moment, if I can go grab her after and I say, give me your perspective, it's going to be different. So Aaron's very, you know, well-spoken, articulate, really, into, he's, he's smart. So he sounds really, really good when one, he doesn't give a shit, which is, I appreciate. He was very candid, but he can just say whatever he wants <coughs> from his side. So you watch that press conference, you go, God, Aaron's kind of getting screwed. And you watch Gudikins. I mean, he's okay. <clears throat> I mean, he's just like a normal GM talking. So you watch Aaron, and then you watch Gudikins. You go, God, I believe Aaron. Well, of course you are. Any Anytime you get to watch someone that's smart, and they speak, and then someone that's not as smart, and they speak, I'm not saying Gudikins is dumb, but Aaron's just smarter, you're going to take his side. But is there a chance Aaron is leaving some parts out and making you know it sound a little different than it actually is? For sure. <clears throat> what I don't understand, though, is the moment Aaron starts killing it in 2020, how do you start not figuring it out, you know, by like October last year? Like that to me is on Gudikins. Like once he started dominating and it was clear he was at an elite level anymore, like I'm sorry, it's on you to figure it out. It's on you to get back into his good graces. It's called business one-on-one. Be a relationship guy. Figure it out. That's your cash cow. Again, the Green Bay Packers, one of the biggest brands in the history of sports, I think it's fair to say Aaron Rodgers is the best player in the history of their franchise. And he's having the best season of his career. You're the general manager and a young one. It's on you to kind of figure it out. Kiss his ass. And when I say kiss his ass, like just make him feel wanted. Make him feel good, which Gudikins did not do. What do you think Andy Reid would have done? If a player was mad at him and then the player starts killing it again, you think he would have left the season pissed off? Especially if you're an NFC Championship team? No. Like, I, I'm sorry. Like, I, I put it on Gudikins. I, I, I really do. What do you think of the Jets this year? I know it's first-year head coach, OCDC, but I think they're headed in the right direction and could surprise some people. I think that Zach Wilson is going to be that guy, and the receiving core isn't as bad as people think with Davis, Mims, Crowder, Cole, and more. Let me know what you think. Any thoughts? Uh... Yeah, I mean, I, I think, obviously, they Zach Wilson missed a day. No big deal for the contract. I, I just think the division is really hard. So, like, they could be much improved. Like, you watched last year. They were a joke. They were an embarrassment. They were, you know, at one point in time, it felt like the worst team we'd ever seen. Now, once Sam Darnold came back at the end of the year, they won a couple games. But I, I would say they could be a 4-5 or five win team and exponentially, dramatically improved from last year. 
like a completely different level. I think that's on the table, but I don't see many wins. I mean, think of your division. The Bills are a powerhouse. The Dolphins are freaking good. And the Patriots are going to be way better. So you could easily go 0-6. I mean, I, I would say 5 and... What would the record be? 5 and 14... 5 and 12? That's 17? Yeah, 5 and 12. And, you know, get a top 5 pick. That'd be a step in the right direction. But, like, look a lot better. Lose a lot of tight games. I think that's the best case. Uh, a Washington fan from Virginia. Your takes are gold. Appreciate that. Got two-parter for you. Fitzmagic said a few days ago about going to Washington football team, it's the best situation I've ever gone into. Do you agree with this quote? Realistically, how do you see him or the team performing this year? Well, I saw a headline on Roto World. Roto World, I'm telling you, if you're just an NFL fan and you just, you know, Twitter gives you like, you know, from politics to Corona, you just want to get football, go to Roto World, no politics, just, it's basically like a website, but it's based on Twitter, like a Twitter formula setup, and you just get to see everything that's going on in the NFL. And I saw that Fitzmagic on my Roto World timeline was competing with Heineke to be the starting quarterback. Now, his best situation, I have to bring up his, where he's been, but I would say when he got with the Bills, they weren't as good. Uh, when he showed up, in Miami, they clearly weren't as good. Okay, I'm, I'm bringing it up right now. I didn't know he was from Gilbert, Arizona. When he showed up with the Rams, yeah, Bengals sucked. Bills weren't very good. Titans stunk. Houston Texans, Bill O'Brien's, like I think his first year, they stunk. The Jets, <clears throat> that Jets team actually wasn't bad. Bucks, they were bad. Dolphins, yeah, you're probably right. But that, I mean, let's not Fitzpatrick hasn't exactly played for the Packers, Steelers, and Seahawks here. So yeah, I mean he's. T- I think he's telling the truth. Uh, they have an excellent defense. They have some good offensive pieces. Ron Rivera is a playoff level coach. Uh, I think Fitzpatrick should beat him out. But I think the NFC is pretty wide open. Like our, if Sirianni's just a decent coach, maybe the Eagles won't be as terrible as we think. Dak Dak's already hurt. Every CD Lamb video I've seen, the defense looks terrible. Uh, the Giants. I mean, their quarterback might not be any good. I think that division is pretty interesting. I, I think there are a lot of things on the table. My question is this. The Daily Sports Podcast and shows like this podcast, Coward Show and Podcast, The Ringer Podcast, ETC, always seem to have great guests and quality information. How much do you, your show, pay for guests? How much do guests on Coward Show get paid? Or do they get paid? I understand some will come on to promote something uh, and so some maybe don't need to get paid, but I've always wondered about the money that guests get. I don't need specifics or anything, but would you just but would really just love to get a ballpark figure about guests? Yeah, I mean, I think when Colin Coward asked you to come on a show or Dan Patrick, right? Or, you know, the, some of the Barstool shows, they have enormous audiences. Howard Stern, you know, Joe Rogan, You go on for free because you get to talk in front of, you know, whatever, million people, two million people, five million people. I have never paid for a guest. Now, when I was in radio, you would pay like we had Joe Panic, who was the second baseman of the Dodgers. You know, some like radio shows, like the local radio show in the Bay Area that has the the 49ers. Kyle Shanahan in his contract 
has that he has to go on once a week. So the Niners pay that, and then through the contract, through the radio station, it's like all kind of feeds in. But any guess that you see on, I, I mean, again, I can't speak for Colin, but I've got a pretty good idea. I don't think they're paid. Now, I think uh, repeat guess, like if Greg Cosell comes on once a week on certain shows, maybe he gets a couple hundred dollars, five hundred dollars. Peter King, you know, Adam Schefter, local radio stations pay for that. But big national broadcasts don't need to because their audience is so big. So if that answers your question, I hope it does. I'm listening to your show and was thinking about what it would be like if the Houston Texans and Green Bay just swap A-Rod and Deshaun Watson. I mean, they have Jordan Love until Watson resolves the issue and could give you a chance to see what you have in Jordan. I don't know. Just want to hear your thoughts. Yeah, I mean... Aaron Rodgers, for as great as Watson is, great as Watson is, strong. Watson's a really good player. Like a top six, seven quarterback in the league. He's a really good player. Aaron Rodgers is in a different fucking universe than Deshaun Watson. And again, Deshaun Watson is a pro bowler. Aaron Rodgers is one of the greatest players to ever touch a football. Like in a short list of like three or four players. He is the greatest player in the history of the Packers. And they have had Brett Favre, Reggie White, like they've had some good players and Rodgers is their best player. If I just had to list my top five quarterbacks that I've watched play, you know, I didn't really watch Montana, but I know he's too. So I'd go Brady, Montana. Honestly, Elway, like you could, I mean, I think Rodgers is right there with Elway. You're talking about one of the greatest players at the most important position of all time. So I I think the Packers under no cert. And here's the other thing. Like, I'm sorry, Deshaun, like I've said, like whether he did it or not, I don't know. But he's got to deal with this. Like Rodgers gets up in his feelings and he gets mad. He doesn't get in any trouble. You never have to worry about Aaron, like dealing with massage therapists. He dates B-list actors. Actresses. I know you have some inside information. How interested are the Eagles in Deshaun Watson? And what would a trade look like for him with the players' picks? Ertz, Hertz. Two firsts and a second. I know nothing going to happen until things clear up, but even if they were by week three or four, would you take this chance? Yeah, I don't think they'll take the chance until things clear up. Now, I, I've been around Howie for years. Uh, when I worked in an office, well, I didn't really tr- have a true office. I guess my second year I did, but my office was right next to his. He had a huge office. I just had like a little cubicle. He's aggressive. And he's, they're keeping an eye on it. Of course they are. I mean, it, it's it's his job, too. I, I just... Uh, until this stuff goes away, like, he ain't getting traded. At least I'll be shell-shocked if he does. I, I, I don't see it happening. Now, if he does all get cleared, and he's just like, listen, he was just having sex with masseuses. He didn't do anything wrong. I would say a fair trade... Ertz is going to be a free agent. I don't know why the Texans would want Ertz because Ertz would not stay there. Jalen Hurts, they just drafted Davis Mills, so I don't even know if they'd want Jalen Hurts. I think Howie would do two ones and two twos right now for Deshaun Watson. Does he want to give three ones? I don't know. For a guy that just had some trouble, and I even if he's innocent, it's like, what, does he just do stupid stuff? Again, you could never get... I've never been arrested. I've done some stupid things in my life. Would I have invested $50 million into my maturity at 25? No, I would not have. So it's like... And I've been around lucky enough to be in the NFL. Like, there's some really mature guys. 
You know who you don't have to worry about? It's like Zach Ertz. You know, certain guys you just don't worry about at all. If I got to worry about my quarterback, that's a problem. And I, I think this stuff truly needs to go away for teams to feel really, really confident. Like this was a hit job. If I don't, if it doesn't come out like that, I'm just speaking for myself. Maybe I'm overly cautious. I feel like I don't know, man. Given what I have to trade for, it'd be one thing if like you're trading a second round pick. They're asking for multiple first round picks and second round picks. Like they're asking for a lot. A ton. I mean, the Niners traded two first-round picks and swapped this year's first for a rookie quarterback. You're trading potentially three first-round picks, like a second, for a guy making $35 million? That's a lot. Now he's a good player, but holy moly. So again, I'm pro Deshaun Watson as a player, but the massage thing makes me a little nervous. Not because I, you know... Again, I got a little inside information about what teams think. And this, you know, they're probably more open-minded to it than me, but I, I like my quarterback to be like fucking Mahomes or Rodgers or Brady. Like, I don't even want to think. I, every night I go to bed, I think about other players. Like, is this guy going to get in trouble? My quarterback is the last human being I ever want to think about in my life if I'm a general manager. The last because I'm paying the most, he's going to be the highest character and the least of my worries. That's how every team that, you know, I think ideally wants to build their squad. Have a great weekend. Football's back. Enjoy the Olympics. Adios. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. Fire the grill and fire up the party. Get the Weber Searwood Pellet Grill. Smoke, roast, and sear on the same grill. Go from low and slow on smoke boost mode at 180 degrees all the way to high heat sear at 600 degrees. It's got a full grate sear zone so you can put more food on the flame. Food will look as good as it tastes. This grill is hot in 15 minutes and cleanup is easy. You can also add a heavy-duty rotisserie or rust-resistant griddle insert to up your game. Get fired up for your new Weber Searwood Pellet Grill. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active cash credit card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. Looking for an assist with your credit card? 
but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based, live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. 